Listen to God's Word for June 15th. Today's reading includes Ecclesiastes 12 and 1 Kings 10 and 11. May God bless this reading of His Word. Ecclesiastes 12 Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the days of adversity come and the years approach of which you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Before the light of the sun, moon, and stars is darkened, and the clouds return after the rain. On the day the keepers of the house tremble, and the strong men stoop. When those grinding cease, because they are few, and those watching through windows see dimly. When the doors to the street are shut, and the sound of the mill fades away when one rises at the sound of a bird, and all the daughters of song grow faint, when men fear the heights and dangers of the road, when the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper loses its spring, and the caperberry shrivels, for then man goes to his eternal home, and mourners walk the streets. Remember him before the silver cord is snapped, and the golden bowl is crushed before the pitcher is shattered at the spring and the wheel is broken at the well, before the dust returns to the ground from which it came and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Futility of futilities, says the teacher. Everything is futile. Not only was the teacher wise, but he also taught the people knowledge. He pondered, searched out, and arranged many proverbs. The teacher searched to find delightful sayings and to record accurate words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads, and the anthologies of the masters are like firmly embedded nails driven by a single shepherd. And by these, my son, be further warned. There is no end to the making of many books, and much study wearies the body. When all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this. Fear God and keep His commandments, because this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, along with every hidden thing, whether good or evil. 1 Kings 10 now when the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with difficult questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very large caravan, with camels bearing spices, gold in great abundance, and precious stones. So she came to Solomon and spoke to him all that was on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too difficult for the king to explain. When the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Solomon, the palace he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his servants, the service and attire of his attendants and cupbearers, and the burnt offerings he presented at the house of the Lord, it took her breath away. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your words and wisdom is true. 
But I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told to me. Your wisdom and prosperity have far exceeded the report I heard. How blessed are your men! How blessed are these servants of yours who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom! Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delighted in you to set you on the throne of Israel. Because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, He has made you king to carry out justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king one hundred twenty talents of gold, a great quantity of spices, and precious stones. Never again was such an abundance of spices brought in as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The fleet of Hiram that brought gold from Ophir also brought from Ophir a great cargo of almagwood and precious stones. The king made the almagwood into steps for the house of the Lord and for the king's palace, and into lyres and harps for the singers. Never before had such almagwood been brought in, nor has such been seen to this day. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked, besides what he had given her out of his royal bounty. Then she left and returned to her own country along with her servants. The weight of gold that came to Solomon each year was 666 talents, not including the revenue from the merchants, traders, and all the Arabian kings and governors of the land. King Solomon made two hundred large shields of hammered gold. Six hundred shekels of gold went into each shield. He also made three hundred small shields of hammered gold. Three minas of gold went into each shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Additionally, the king made a great throne of ivory, and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps, and its back had a rounded top. There were armrests on both sides of the seat, with a lion standing beside each armrest. Twelve lions stood on the six steps, one at either end of each step. Nothing like this had ever been made for any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking cups were gold, and all the utensils of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. There was no silver, because it was accounted as nothing in the days of Solomon. For the king had the ships of Tarshish at sea with Hiram's fleet, and once every three years the ships of Tarshish would arrive bearing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. The whole world sought an audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom that God had put in his heart. Year after year, each visitor would bring his tribute, articles of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, spices, horses, and mules. Solomon accumulated 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he stationed in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as abundant as sycamore in the foothills. 
Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and Cuba. The royal merchants purchased them from Cuba. A chariot could be imported from Egypt for six hundred shekels of silver, and a horse for a hundred and fifty. Likewise, they exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and to the kings of Aram. 1 Kings 11 King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of Moab, Ammon, Edom, and Sidon, as well as Hittite women. These women were from the nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, You must not intermarry with them, for surely they will turn your hearts after their gods. Yet Solomon clung to these women in love. He had seven hundred wives of royal birth, and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned his heart away. For when Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and he was not wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord his God as his father David had been. Solomon followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. Unlike his father David, he did not follow the Lord completely. At that time, on a hill east of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the abomination of the Ammonites. He did the same for all his foreign wives, who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Now the Lord grew angry with Solomon, because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Although he had warned Solomon explicitly not to follow other gods, Solomon did not keep the Lord's command. Then the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and have not kept my covenant and my statutes which I have commanded you, I will tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, for the sake of your father David, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom away from him. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Then the Lord raised up against Solomon an adversary, Hadad the Edomite, from the royal line of Edom. Earlier, when David was in Edom, Joab the commander of the army had gone to bury the dead and had struck down every male in Edom. Joab and all Israel had stayed there six months until he had killed every male in Edom. But Hadad, still just a young boy, had fled to Egypt, along with some Edomites who were servants of his father. Hadad and his men set out from Midian and went to Paran. They took men from Paran with them and went to Egypt, to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who gave Hadad a house and land and provided him with food. There Hadad found such great favor in the sight of Pharaoh that he gave to him in marriage the sister of Queen Toppenes, his own wife. And the sister of Toppenes bore Hadad a son named Jenubath. Toppenes herself weaned him in Pharaoh's palace, 
and Jenubath lived there among the sons of Pharaoh. When Hadad heard in Egypt that David had rested with his fathers, and that Joab, the commander of the army, was dead, he said to Pharaoh, Let me go, that I may return to my own country. But Pharaoh asked him, What have you lacked here with me, that you suddenly want to go back to your own country? Nothing, Hadad replied, but please let me go. And God raised up against Solomon another adversary, Rezon the son of Eliada, who had fled from his master Hadadezer, king of Zobah, and had gathered men to himself. When David killed the Zoabites, Rezon captained a band of raiders and went to Damascus, where they settled and gained control. Rezon was Israel's enemy throughout the days of Solomon, adding to the trouble caused by Hadad. So Rezon ruled over Aram with hostility toward Israel. Now Jeroboam, son of Nebat, was an Ephraimite from Zeradah, whose mother was a widow named Zeruah. Jeroboam was a servant of Solomon, but he rebelled against the king. And this is the account of his rebellion against the king. Solomon had built the supporting terraces and repaired the gap in the wall of the city of his father David. Now Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. So when Solomon noticed that the young man was industrious, he put him in charge of the whole labor force of the house of Joseph. During that time, the prophet Ahijah the Shilonite met Jeroboam on the road as he was going out of Jerusalem. Now Ahijah had wrapped himself in a new cloak, and the two of them were alone in the open field. And Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing, tore it into twelve pieces, and said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces for yourself, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and I will give you ten tribes. But one tribe will remain for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, the city I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. For they have forsaken me to worship Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the Ammonites. They have not walked in my ways, nor done what is right in my eyes, nor kept my statutes and judgments, as Solomon's father David did. Nevertheless, I will not take the whole kingdom out of Solomon's hand, because I have made him ruler all the days of his life for the sake of David my servant, whom I chose because he kept my commandments and statutes." but I will take ten tribes of the kingdom from the hand of his son and give them to you. I will give one tribe to his son, so that my servant David will always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city where I chose to put my name. But as for you, I will take you, and you shall reign over all that your heart desires, and you will be king over Israel." If you listen to all that I command you, walk in my ways, and do what is right in my sight, in order to keep my statutes and commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you. I will build you a lasting dynasty, just as I built for David, and I will give Israel to you. Because of this, 
I will humble David's descendants, but not forever. Solomon, therefore, sought to kill Jeroboam. But Jeroboam arose and fled to Egypt, to Shishak, king of Egypt, where he remained until the death of Solomon. As for the rest of the Acts of Solomon, all that he did, as well as his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the Acts of Solomon? Thus the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years. And Solomon rested with his fathers, and was buried in the city of his father David. And his son Rehoboam reigned in his place. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at listentogodsword.org.